Welcome to the Alpha Dude Podcast with Michael Pulser. What would it be like if you knew that you were unstoppable and you could live life on your terms? Better yet, how good would it feel knowing that on your deathbed, you had fulfilled all your potential and more? Life on Earth has a beginning and an end. It's what you do in the middle that counts. Let's look at how to make that part even better. So we're using the old introduction music there. I thought that'd be different because I was planning to do an episode today on ChatGPT. I was looking at a few things to look up, but my goodness, it is so filtered. It is so watered down. If anyone wants to play with it and you played with it when it opened, don't go on it again. Trust me. It, it just has the worst responses and it just has these biases. And you know this is not a political podcast, but my goodness. So instead, I thought I'd talk not so much about artificial intelligence, but human intelligence. And one of the reasons that a lot of listeners reach out to me is because they report that they had these childhood experiences and that just messed them up and changed their entire trajectory. If anyone hasn't heard of the author Jeffrey Thompson, you've got to reach out and check out this guy. He is an Englishman and what happened is he was a little kid. He loved to do martial arts and he had this martial arts coach. And one day the coach said, let's have a sleepover. And so they all went together for a sleepover, except one thing happened. None of the other kids came. It was just him and the instructor. And he was like, this is amazing. I get to have some one-on-one -on -one private martial arts lessons. They had a great time. They had dinner, went to bed. And while he was in bed, you know what the instructor did. He touched him. The instructor was a pedophile. And that scarred Jeff for life. After that, he had so many problems, not only alcohol and confidence and psychotic breaks here and there, but he just didn't know how to control it. Worse than that, he was absolutely scared of everything. He had this groundbreaking work where what he did, he got all of his fears and he created a fear pyramid. And in this pyramid, he would draw the things at the top that scare him the very most and the things at the bottom are things that just worry him a little bit. And step by step, he crossed off all the fears by facing them, tackling them head on until he finally got to the pinnacle of his fear pyramid. Right at the top of the pyramid was physical violence, physical combat, something that he was terrified of even though he had trained a lot in martial arts. And to make a long story short, this guy became a bouncer at one of the roughest districts in England. And he had so many fights. He developed basically an entire fighting system from his experience. But best of all, he started to conquer his demons. The story culminates to the fact that after working on the doors for years, fighting and staring down, taking on these mad groups of people, including real-life gangsters and real heavy men, big guys, and knocking them all out. He encountered 
the pedophile. He was sitting down in a cafe and he was drinking. He was having his coffee or whatever. And he looked up and he saw the instructor just across from him. And when he looked across from him, he became just like the 11-year-old boy, the scared boy who was so worried about everything. And so he gathered himself, he stood up, and he went up to the instructor. And I know when I was listening to this, I was looking forward to him just wiping the guy out because that stuff is sick. And it would be surely a form of justice. But no, Jeff did one better. He said, you raped me when I was a kid. And the guy went to stand up and he said, sit down. And he said, you raped me. And that destroyed my life. It ruined me. And I want you to know just one thing. And he said, I forgive you. He even said one more time, I forgive you. More for himself. Because once he had forgiven the person, he let go of everything. And as he walked out, the man stood up, offered out his hand, and Jeff was standing there with just a feeling in the pit of his stomach of absolute sickness. Because he knew that to embrace this man, to shake his hand, would mean that he actually had to forgive him. He reached out, he shook his hand, and he walked out free of all of his fears. These terrible childhood experiences, they encode how we see the world. They make it so that we give ourselves a false explanation to what's happening around us. But using psychological techniques, mindfulness, CBT, the things that we talk about, we start to retrain our brain areas and we start to target the way we respond to things. In neuroanatomy, we look at any perspective starting from the beginning. You have light that enters the eyes and it reaches the retina. From there, it gives signals that travel through the brain's relay station into the primary visual areas in the occipital lobe of the brain. And this information is then relayed to other parts of the brain. Now this is where it gets really, really complicated because it goes through parts of the brain that are associated with memory. And as we've talked about, we encode things with our memory through childhood experiences. And then we have the amygdala, which is in control of fear and feeling emotions. So we have all of the things that we're experiencing running through the filter of memory and the part that makes us feel scared and feel these negative emotions if you've had these traumas in the past. Then it reaches the hippocampus, which gives context. It contextualizes the entire experience. And as we talked about before, we've got the emotion center, we've got the memories, we've got the fear center, that's all being processed. And in response to all of this, we have the hypothalamus, which activates the famous fight or flight or freeze sympathetic nervous system, which triggers the pituitary gland release of hormones into the bloodstream, particularly ACTH. 
and that reaches the adrenal glands on top of the kidney, and that releases cortisol, that stress hormone. So you can see how through a childhood experience that has encoded things, and it becomes a permanent memory and a filter in which we evaluate the world, suddenly we come across day-to-day experiences that are potentially decades removed from the original experience, and we're in a place where we're full of stress, cortisols surging through our veins. And the episode might have been mild, it might have been massive, but the thing is, the memory that we have to it, the intensity of that, filters in all that we do. Here I'll just take a very brief segue, because if you've listened to this podcast for a while, you know that as a martial artist, I've studied numerous styles. And one thing that I've always been careful is not to go to these places where they just mix them all up. Because I've been there many years in the past, and you get this watered down system. And the instructor standing from the vantage point of having a strong experience in boxing and judo and wrestling and kickboxing would say, all right, this is the best parts of everything. But Unless if you have a solid foundation in every single system, you start to pick up techniques that are maybe they are the best, but if you don't have that foundation, if you don't really have the understanding behind it, you'll just find that it fails you. Case in point, I remember that I was already a black belt. I trained in several systems, and then I went to a boxing gym. And through these systems, I'm talking about doing Muay Thai and kickboxing and several other martial arts and, of course, having my black belt. And I'd walk into the boxing gym and I had done a lot of boxing, but not absolute conventional boxing in a boxing gym. I walked in and my whole life was turned around. I thought I could hold my own with a boxer. After all, I'd trained in boxing for ages My hands were quick. I was tough. We'd done sparring. We'd done all sorts of stuff. But man, it is totally different. Suddenly realizing that that awesome left hook that I developed wasn't really that great. I had to contextualize it and put it in a place where it would be useful. And so why I go on this segue is because when I talk about a subject, I like to keep it in that category. And as you know, I have two podcasts. This is my primary podcast, Personal Upgrade, but I also have Testimony of an NPC. Basically, this one is focused on psychology, self-help, self-development, transformation, these sort of things. And my other one is focused on philosophy, some apologetics, and Christianity, because that's where I come from. I bring this up because... Sometimes these worlds have to merge, and that's where this episode will merge together, because all of the CBT in the world can change how we encode our memories. It can change how we go about things, but until we actually forgive somebody, then we're carrying around them wherever we go. When we have hate in our heart, it's impossible to become confident and powerful and strong and happy and everything like that 
when we're still carrying around a burden towards them. The typical cliches apply here. It's exactly like drinking water with poison in it and expecting your enemy to suffer. It's exactly like doing something to spite yourself, hoping the other person feels it. As long as you're hating somebody, then you're not going to be ever free or ever truly where you want to be. And so for that reason, I implore you to focus on the subject of forgiveness. Forgiveness is one of those things that nobody really wants to address. We're absolutely saturated with Hollywood where it's based on vengeance and based on hate and all sorts of stuff like that. And I love a good action movie as much as anyone else, particularly if there's a good revenge plot. It's, it's really interesting. And one of the reasons that I'm a Christian is because when Jesus teaches that by hating somebody, you've committed murder in your heart, it's getting to the very heart of the matter that doing these things is terrible because it destroys you. So the next step is forgiveness. And once you forgive, it's all about letting go. In some circumstances, you might have to go up to the other person. But usually the best thing to do, at least to start with, is to just physically realize that this thought of hate, no matter how badly you've been wronged, whether it's been something as terrible as what happened to Jeff Thompson or something minor, maybe it was a bully at school, you have to go to that place Remember those memories, and as you look at them, realize that you've been carrying them around with you all of these years, and simply by opening up your mouth and saying it and meaning it and realizing on the other side of it is freedom, you have to say, I forgive this person for what they've done to me. And if the thoughts keep coming up, you simply have that as a mantra. Every time the thought comes up, it's about forgiveness. I forgive that person. As soon as the thought comes up and you want to dwell on it, I forgive that person. Now, eventually, you'll find that the thought comes up much less. And when that's the case, you start to really notice the power of forgiveness. And when you get to that place, when you have that freedom, suddenly everything is better and you become a true believer in the process. And for me, realizing that Christianity was teaching this all along and that that's the very reason why Jesus died on the cross, which for those who don't know is because he died on the cross because he loves us and for justice. He died on the cross for justice because sin needs to be punished. And he took the punishment while God could have simply said, no, I just forgive everybody, there has to be justice. If somebody steals something, or worse, if someone burns down someone's house and says, oh, I'm sorry, please forgive me, that person who's lost their house is left with a massive problem. And while the other guy could get forgiven, while well, the person has lost their house. So there has to be justice. So God has to punish people. And that's why the concept of hell is there, that people must be punished for that sense of justice. But out of love, God doesn't want us to suffer. 
And so by Jesus dying on the cross, he takes on all the sin of the world. So if anybody accepts Jesus' sacrifice and chooses him to be their saviour, then their sins become forgiven. And just like if somebody does something really amazing for you, just out of love and genuineness and respect, then you suddenly want to do the right thing for them. And that's where the Christian transformation is. I like the analogy that you have this robber and he's robbed a store and he's brought before the judge at court. And at court, the judge looks down and the judge is shocked because he realizes that the criminal is his son. But still, he has to do the just thing. So he listens to the court case and then he says, look, it's clear you've robbed, you've done these crimes, you must pay. So you have to pay, let's say $100,000 for the analogy. So the boy says, I don't have that amount of money. What can I do? And so the judge says, well, there's only one other solution. You have to go to jail. And the boy is crying now. He's like, you know me, dad, I'm weak. I can't handle it in jail. What can I do? And so the judge, he takes off his judge's wig. He walks up to his son. He reaches into his pocket. He pulls out all of this money, $100,000, and gives it to the boy and says, here, this is the payment for your fine. In this situation, justice has been served. The fine has been paid. And just like God, who has told us that we should come to him for forgiveness, we should also forgive others. And he doesn't just say that because it's a kind thing to do. It's really the only thing to do. The alternative is that you go into that hate place and the best you could achieve is some form of revenge. And revenge is dirty business. You know how deep that goes. Or you forgive. And once you forgive, you're no longer carrying around that hate. And so I implore you, if you're not Christian, learn how to forgive. If you are Christian, you know the story. But for everyone who's listening, realize that we have all done wrong at times. And people in the past have forgiven us at various points in our life. And it's felt amazing. Let's pay it forward. Let's forgive others. And if you've got the stomach for it, look into the source, the ultimate source for forgiveness. Look into Jesus. So, again, this I don't do much. I don't usually cross over the two topics. But this became so pertinent because in no other field of psychology have I felt this to be such an important part of it. Once you have experienced the power of forgiveness on both sides, that you've been forgiven for things and that you have forgiven somebody else, this very process will change your entire life, guaranteed. So I'll leave you with that and I'll speak to you on the next episode. Hope you enjoyed the podcast. If so, rate it from the place you downloaded it. For any questions, send an email to michaelpulser at gmail.com.